Our guest today is actor Ben Davies, who has landed the lead role in 20 feature films and counting. Now, in high school, he was a six-time All-American and held a national gold medal in both the decathlon and the javelin. But after an athletic injury sidelined him in college, he got the call to audition for Sherwood Pictures' highly successful film, Courageous. Now, Ben booked the co-starring role of David Thompson and won the Light in Hollywood Award for that performance. And Ben also appeared in another highly successful film, War Room, starring Karen Abercrombie. Now, Ben definitely has the Lord's guiding hand upon him, and today he is starring in this season's new Christmas movie, Jingle Smells, along with an all-star cast with John Schneider and Eric Roberts, Jim Brewer, and Victoria Jackson, just to name a few. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome one of the hardest-working actors in Hollywood, Ben Davies, to the show. Welcome, Ben. Dude, what an intro. I'm really impressed with all the uh, the knowledge and research you guys brought out. I feel like I don't even have to say anything else. I'm just, I wish you could just follow me around and announce me whenever I walk into rooms like that. Well, one of your co-stars in the film, Jingle Smells, Jim Brewer, told me that after I introduced him, he said, dude, you could have just stopped at my name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I want you to keep going. I mean, the, we got 20 minutes, man. Just, <laughs> I know it, but I'm going to ask you, Zilla, how long have you been acting? Well, my mom likes to say that I started acting while I was still in diapers because on a technicality, I booked a commercial when I was a toddler where I, my sole acting job in that shoot was to hold a red balloon and give it back. But that's when she said she knew that I had what it took to take direction. <laughs> and so that's uh, really when... But I did like commercials and music videos through high school. And I auditioned for uh, a couple different roles in um, when Nashville, the show was being shot in Nashville, a few things like that, and Army Wives. But I never quite got through the door. I was very close on a few things. And then while I was in college, like you mentioned, I was doing track and field and I had this horrific injury and it gave me six months to kill where, you know, my coaches finally didn't care what I was doing. And uh, during that period, I snuck off and trained acting for a while so I could audition for the Kenner Brothers film. And I did the audition for David Thompson in a sling. And I remember there being like, hey, you know, this is a cop movie and you're going to have to fight people and shoot. You're going to be OK. And I was like, well, if the Lord wants me to have this role, this will be fine. And thankfully it was. So you snuck off to take acting lessons? Well, I had you always want to sharpen your craft. It's like a lot of people when they message me about, hey, how do I get an acting? I was like, have you got an acting coach? Have you been trying Have you been practicing to do any of this stuff yet? That's usually the first step. And so I had a lot of the training growing up, like I said, when I was auditioning for these different roles. And um, my mom owned a talent agency. So by default, every summer, she'd hire people to come in and train her students. And so I would join those classes. So I had a nice base, but I knew if I wanted to actually make it to the next level, I needed to train specifically for this role. So I met with uh, uh, an acting coach in Nashville and worked with him for a few weeks and then uh, did the audition that way. So was it a surprise to you that you actually got a call to audition for the role in Courageous? Yeah, because, well, you know, all coincidence is just art, but none of these. I mean, like, as soon as I had the, the injury, I was like, all right, Lord, like, what am I going to do? And then, of course, like, that's when I get this, this audition. I'm like, oh, OK, well, I guess there is some reasoning behind this, you know, problem that I'm that I have currently. So I wasn't necessarily surprised. Uh, I had heard of the company before I'd seen facing the giants. You know, I'm a guy, I'm a Christian male who's in the sports. So by default, you have to watch the, the death crawl scene and from facing the giants, you know? So I, I knew who the guys were and um, I was just excited that it lined up where I I'd just come out of surgery. It was the day after surgery. almost. 
like, like hey we're gonna have you audition for this thing in uh you know a few weeks so uh you know it was uh it was i was pleasantly surprised i'll say that well was your before the injury was your athletic career was if it's track and field were you leaning more towards going after the olympics yeah that's the end goal for any um track and field athlete because there's i would never advise uh, my kids if you're going to play the odds to be a professional athlete you know in, in football you can just be one of 60 on one of the you know 32 teams and you're fine but in track and field you have one shot every four years and you have to be one of the top three in the entire country versus like just making some squad and having a terrific time playing a game so i knew it was kind of stacked up against me however i've been blessed to have a really great high school career at the time i was the best american decathlete ever and uh which is how i was able to go to florida when tim tebow was there and we won the national title it was awesome uh but one of the things with that is just so competitive and every time i got hurt people caught up and every time i got hurt people got better while i was trying to get back to where i was and it it was just never i found out that you know the lord was just shutting a door to open another one and i was able to fortunately you know work on that and then walk through that door when the opportunity presented itself well have all of your roles been in faith-based films no, I've done a couple romantic comedies. Um, one of the ones that is kind of near and dear to me is The Matchbreaker, which was with uh, Christina Grimmy before she was tragically uh, killed a few years ago. And it was her first acting role, and it was a romantic comedy that was done by some independent uh, friends of mine. And they it actually did extremely well, and it ended up being featured on Netflix even before everything happened with uh, Christina. So that, I like that one a lot. It's was, it was a fun one. And then... Um, the Griddle House with Luke Perry before he passed, uh, a few other ones like that. But th what's great about, I enjoy doing both, but um, the thing with the Christian ones is because you really believe in what you're doing and hopefully people on set even are there not just to get a paycheck, but because they really believe in the mission and what we're talking about. And, and it doesn't happen on every set, but I, I like I like the idea of when Christians and are pouring into a project, they hold themselves to an even, even higher standard than you know in the secular world. Like you would, I would hope that and this happens with some people that I've worked with for sure. Like the Kennedy brothers, for example, like they, I mean, everything is just, they care so much because they know how much it means. So um, yeah, it's great to see, to see that. And I, that's, I probably enjoy being on Christian sets more, but I've had a terrific time on both. Well, that was going to ask you, I mean, what is the, what is the vibe uh, feeling between a secular movie set versus a faith-based movie set? Depends on the, <laughs> depends on which one it is. Like, uh, but they're all fun, and it's all you're basically at summer camp for a while. If you, or if you're, you know, it's just like you have this create this extraordinary situation that a bunch of really talented people are are thrust into, and so there's like tensions are high, the comedy's high, the fun is high, the lows are low. It's just like everything is so extreme on a movie set. It's hard to to find that kind of situation anywhere else. I mean, it's pretty wild. If you talk to anyone that's been on film sets, just like how different that world is each time you do it. So, I mean, there's there's things that cross over in both. There's not a, a ton of difference unless, you know, the the people at the helm are making a specific effort to uh, do what they can to for the kingdom and making sure everything is done the proper way. Uh, so th there's some, sometimes there's not, there's this crossover. Like <laughs> that some can be similar to some, so maybe not so much. Well, was there any particular role that you've had in the past that was a little a little difficult for you? Yeah, I'd say them. Honestly, so Jingle Smells was probably the most difficult 
task for me as an actor because of the uh, the, the restraints that we had. You know, we were trying to break into right now making any film with the the economy the way that it is and the the bars to entry being as high as they are and everything you're going to deal with from a legal perspective. I mean, there's it's so difficult. So one of the things we needed to do was they needed to shrink down the uh, the shoot time. So we only had a certain amount of windows to shoot this feature league movie. And this was the the most lines that I've ever had in a film. Even as a lead, I had had many scenes that I had to work through, uh, like the like cream of the crop last summer, which was fantastic. And then this jingle smells was, it, but this was the most like dialogue per film that I'd ever done. And I only had, I had just had my, we just had our fourth child. And then uh, Logan Succulo calls me up and he's like, hey, uh, can you do these dates? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. So I was, you know, getting no sleep and then like working on these scenes for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's, you know, it's a 115 page script and you're on like every other page. So I just had to burn all these lines, like work on these lines. And it was very, very difficult. It was very hard for me to, to get done. And then the shoot schedule was very tight and we were shooting a Christmas movie at the end of basically August in New Mexico. So it's 120 degrees and you're wearing sweatshirts and like everything's sticking to you. <laughs> it's, and every time you go outside, it's just like a furnace. And so it was, it was very difficult. It was very difficult circumstances to shoot in. And it was so tight. We didn't, we had to make sure like everyone was just on their lines all the time. Unfortunately, the crew was great. You know, the cast was great. And we were able to overcome all those obstacles, all those difficulties of, you know, dealing with the heat and the, the pressure and the, the time constraints. So I was really happy we pulled that this movie out. And I'm, I'm really happy with the end product. And it was it was definitely one of the one of the more difficult roles I had to play. Well, why in the world did y'all film in New Mexico? Couldn't you just film in a northern state in August and kind of make it a little bit easier instead of sweating through all of the, the Christmas sweaters? I think they just like a challenge, you know, they want to make sure we really earned it at the end of it. That was, I mean, there's just different tax incentives in different states. And a lot of the crew happened to be from Albuquerque and they already done a lot of location scouting. And it looks gorgeous. I mean, you see the movie, it's fantastic that they were able to pull off what they did there. And and um, and I guess it's a lot less crowded getting from set to set. It's not as difficult and there's not as much traffic. So there was a lot of perks in being in New Mexico. And uh, one of the perks is that we were able to do the movie. Yeah. And, you know, even when I watched it, I was trying to think, where did they film this movie at? Because I couldn't actually place the location because the location was almost generic enough where it could have been in any uh, town in America. Yeah. And that's just the magic of movie making. You know, you have a couple of establishing shots that you get probably from a stock company or maybe Logan or Daniel went somewhere and shot a few of the outdoor churches or a few of the, these random dining establishments where there's snow and then all of a sudden you feel like you're there and you just like jump into this like hot box where we were actually filming <laughs> and then you could, you could uh, continue well, the scenes that way. I mean, the movie has this all-star cast. I mean, it's John Schneider, it's Eric Roberts and Jim Brewer and Victoria Jackson. I mean, the list goes on. Were th was there any particular fellow actor that maybe uh, you received, received some advice from? Yeah, I actually enjoyed talking to Eric Roberts the most which if you've heard anyone like, you know, talk about film sets, one of the things is certain people are very busy and they're in very high demand and they need to get in and get out and they need to, and they've also been on major studio films most of their life and have been in the industry for years. And sometimes, not always, those people are a little more difficult to, to, to have a relationship with on set for, for many pretty good reasons. And so I was 
really interested to see how I can talk to Eric because I he was had a terrific role in my favorite movie of all time, <clears throat> not the best film of all time, but like the movie that I enjoy rewatching the most every year is The Dark Knight. And so I sat down with Eric and I was like, "Hey, dude, you gotta tell me about this. That it's, it's the, my favorite movie of all time. I mean, like watch it once a year with a group of friends and." your performance was terrific like can you tell me anything about the movie and he was spilling some fantastic tea on the movie uh working with certain actors and uh, i'm not gonna give away all his stories but the tea that he spilled was fantastic and so i had a terrific time getting to talk to him about film the process um other projects and it was really fun to work with him you know what i found a little bit strange was that eric roberts is in this christmas movie and and here is a guy that's been filming the seasons of The Righteous Gemstones. So I thought it was kind of funny that he'd been in that series and now he's in this movie because there's a little bit, I wouldn't say it's a strong faith-based type Christmas movie. It's a very, it's a, a great feel-good comedy Christmas movie because that's how I looked at it uh, because it's made for the whole family. Uh, mm -hmm. But when I saw Eric Roberts there, because I always loved watching him in the series Suits. And uh, and like you said, yeah, he's very well known for The Dark Knight. Uh, did you learn anything else from any of the cast members? Uh, I'm trying to think of a specific lesson or story. I don't want to give away too many secrets from people that might have been telling me things in confidence. So I don't sure. feel confident jumping into those stories. But yeah, it's true. It's true about the movie because it is made to entertain people at its core, which Hollywood's not been able to do for the longest time because of the constraints of woke liberal nonsense that is just completely infested and destroyed half this country that you can't make a good comedy anymore. Like, I mean, now, I mean, yeah, you have to be an independent streaming service to make a good comedy and not have to have the restraints of like, I'm going to cast a bisexual lesbian, like immigrant as the lead just because or something like that. It's like, so we were able to make a great Christmas movie that doesn't focus on politics, doesn't focus on these different things and there's elements sprinkled around there, but like hopefully kids can enjoy it. I watched it with my kids and I was, I felt totally confident letting my five, three, two and newborn sit there and watch this movie. And if you're an adult, you can kick back and actually enjoy yourself for an hour and a half instead of being lectured about how much you are, how awful of a person you are or something. So it's, uh, I was really happy with how we were able to balance all those sides. And then there, like you said, there are Christian elements specifically. There's a, a scene that takes place in a church, which is, you know, usually tips your hat that's at least a slightly more conservative movie. And uh, I had a really enjoyable scene there. So hopefully everyone takes well, something away. That's actually my favorite scene in the whole movie is the church scene with you and one of the other cast members. Um, I thought it was the highlight of the whole film. No, I think I really appreciate that because that was um, that was a. A great experience for me just because of a previous project that i had done actually the uh i shot a film a few years back called i'm not ashamed which was the story of rachel joy scott which she was the first person killed at the columbine massacre and my character was a real person who i actually met and the story is told through their journals that they actually kept like i actually had the journals and we gave the writer and almost all my dialogue is directly taken from these words that he said and so I got to read the scripts. I read his, uh, his journal that he shared with her and I read the script and then I was working through these scenes and I had this big scene at the end of the movie where I had to deliver a, a eulogy basically. And I asked the lead actress, I was like, hey, can you, I got the scene tomorrow. Can you do me a favor? Can you call me and leave me a voice message? And as Rachel, as like the girl and 
just leave a voice message as if it was the last thing you wanted him to know before you passed, basically. And then so I hung up the phone, I actually called, let it ring through, and I went to sleep, woke up the next day, and before I went to the scene, I listened to her voicemail, and it just like rocked me my core. And so I saved that voicemail, and I save it for specific scenes where I think it's called for. And so in this moment, my character is very, very broken, and he's reaching out for anything, like a lifeline. And so I sat there and I was like, Daniel's the director. And I was like, hey, I think we got like one shot at this. So can you, is there any way you could set like two or three cameras? Cause I don't think I can do this twice. And he was like, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll just, we'll do it this way. I was like, yeah, let's do the tight first and then go to the wide. And, you don't wanna... and so uh, I listened to the voicemail and then went through the whole scene. And I think they used, it was just all one take of that, that sequence. And then, then they moved to the wide shots. So I'm really glad that it came through on camera like I wanted it to and that people enjoyed it. Yeah, it it was to me. It was still the best scene in the whole movie. And for you, how does your faith guide you in auditioning for roles, as well as portraying the different characters that you've played? I just pray for help <laughs> that I'm able to pull this off in a godly way, and also that you know, it not just be me. It would not just be my own ability or skill because it's very, very limited. It'd just be that you know, there's great moments that are found in the edit and the process, and that God helps us with the movie. I had to do a lot of prayer. Like, oh, this is going to be really tough. Like, that's, uh, I think that's where I, I lean on God the most just to help me to do a good job. I mean, have you ever had a particular scene where you saw the Lord take your ability to a new level? It's a really good question, actually. Because when you're in those uh, those scenes, it went, it's so chaotic when you're on a film set because there's 100 people stressed out they're all doing their job as hard as they can. And then they're, everything's being set up. And then, then they call action. And everything's kind of quiet. Like it was just, it's just you and the person. So, and that already takes you to kind of a surreal place where you're supposed to be trying to pretend like you're that person and, and do these different scenes. And uh, gosh, I, I know it's, I've, I've had those feelings where I'm like, wow, that was like really cool moments. I think a lot of that happens too, when there is um, organic things that happen in the scenes, like if for the audience, it doesn't know, like, there's things you're supposed to say that are on the script, but then there's all this white space where it just says they take a moment together. And like, what does that mean? Like, it could be a million things. You don't know what the people are going to do or people just make up lines and then hopefully you find something there. And, and that's happened on a couple of sets, probably specifically, I'm not ashamed, which was uh, a really powerful film and project where we had a lot of leeway on that one. I think there was a scene that was actually cut with me and Rachel and we had a, had a moment where my character was going to, she 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 almost like committed suicide. My character was like really worried about her. And we had this really great moment where we met each other and we did this kind of like improv thing, and it was it was really special. It didn't quite make the cut because they had to cut some stuff out because it, it was I mean added to the movie, but it wasn't essential for telling the story. Um, and I think that's probably the one that stands out the most. So I had to had to pick one. You know, I was talking to uh, Jim Brewer about about Jingle Smells, and he was telling me that. Uh, he really loved being uh, on the set of this movie because all of you were giving a lot of leeway when it came to the script. Uh, does, does that make the acting easier? It does. It puts a lot less pressure on the situations. Sometimes it's harder if uh, because because of the time constraints. Like if you sometimes if you're doing a scene, you're literally listening for the one line where like I'm supposed to talk, but it's like, what if that person was going to add something else or if he was going to do something, you don't want to step on him or her and ruin that take. So it's a lot of trust and it's kind of a, a, a dance that you have to go through with people. And uh, 
So I actually, I like a lot of the organic stuff, especially when it's a one-on-one -on -one scene. It gets a lot more complicated when you have like two or three, like a dinner scene, for example, or the scene at the end of the movie. Everyone has to like know your timing, know when to jump in because there's all three, all of us are you know, trying to know like when we're supposed to jump in and say our line. So uh, it can be, it can be really helpful. I think especially for them since they were doing um, that, the kind of like the broadcast stuff, like it'd be much easier to just riff and like whatever's going to happen happens. Well, do, do you have an all-time favorite Christmas movie that, that you like to watch every year? Yeah, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger is probably the best one of all time, like the, the Turbo Man one. My dad still has the VHS, and he tries to play it through that every year for Christmas. I don't know how that ended up being the top of the Davies household, but now it's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, actually, it's probably one of the last, like, kind of politically incorrect ones, too, that they were able to do. This is, like, early 2000s, but, yeah, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger has got to be top tier. And that's the one with Sin, Sinbad in it, right? Yeah, it was Sinbad. Man, I don't even remember the last time I've seen that movie. And and it's even on cable, I don't see it pop up on, on the guide that often. Yeah, I know. There might be a reason for that, you know. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to everybody wants to talk about Elf or Miracle on 34th Street. And uh, I don't know. You know, there's so many of them out there. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, you got to check out Jingle Smells that's available now. I think you can actually watch it immediately online. Don't you? Is, is it jinglesmells.com? Uh, yeah, I believe so. You'll be able to search it, find it. It's be available there. And, and then think that they're going to be switching off different. Uh, be checking as this video comes out, too. I think they're swim, switching different streaming platforms as people get more rights to the film, that sort of thing. So, But if you just look up Google Jingle Smells streaming, you'll figure out how to watch it. And hopefully, It'll be everyone's top tier that'll just beat out uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it'll be, you know, me in the trash outfit and then Arnold Schwarzenegger as a superhero. And that'll be everyone's top, top films going forward. That's it. And then everybody will be begging to see Jingle Smells every year, right? Exactly. Well, I've, I've got to ask you, Ben, I understand that you are a producer at the Daily Wire. What do you do there? I produced the Michael Knowles show. So me and him, we just wrapped the, the show today. And I also get to make, I also get to host one of our competition shows, Face Off. I write all the questions for Yes or No, the, the popular game now series of the Daily Wire. And uh, we also launched different uh, series like Cross the Picket Line, where I get to find people for Michael and you get to follow me through the crowd, finding people to sit down with him after a protest speech. And then uh, the Michael Ann series, which is crowning, one of our favorite shows that Michael and I enjoy to produce where we interview fantastic people from around the world with incredible testimonies. And uh, one in particular that, that has been popular is Michael sitting down with an exorcist. So be sure to check that one out. It's very fun. And um, yeah, anywhere you, Daily Wire, any, any Daily Wire stuff, you'll, you'll see me kind of around that. Well, how did you land that gig? I, m one of my friends in Los Angeles went on a uh, hinge date, an online date with somebody that was an assistant at the Daily Wire and they got to talking they knew the date wasn't going to move forward, but they still wanted to have a conversation and it brought up the Daily Wire. And he was like, oh my goodness, you guys got to talk to Ben Davies, this great Christian actor. And he also does commentary for the rebel media. And like, he, he'd be great for you guys. So then I just like bumbled in there and met with Jeremy and I was like, Hey, like, you know, there's a lot of people that are probably more experienced with credentials and went to college for this kind of stuff, but I'm a, a dude that makes content. And, I feel like I've got a really good perspective. And then he was like, enough, enough said and hired me there. <laughs> so I've been producing the uh, Michael Knowles show for about three years now. Well, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good job to have in between uh, doing all the films. Yeah, exactly. And they've been really, what's great about the Daily Wire guys, it's such a terrific community of people that 
we have very similar interests and very like-minded, but there's also a lot of diversity and leeway where, you know, they won't tell me to make something. All the other series I just mentioned, no one told me to do that. I just was like, hey, I got this idea. And they're like, yeah, go for it. And um, the same thing with the films. They're, they're really uh, good about letting me take time off to do films. And I hope that we continue to make more like uh, Jingle Smells. Well, so what's coming up for you in 2024? Now, there's a, uh, a movie we're working on right now. I, I don't know if I can actually give much information on it, but it's it's very cool. If we, <laughs> hopefully it happens like early 2024. Uh, it's awesome. There's also American uh, Miracle with um, with pretty much everyone in the conservative media, media you would know, Cameron Arnett and, and uh, Abercrombie and um, Kevin Sorbo. and Just everybody's in this movie. And it's us telling the miracles of America's founding that no one talks about. Because all you hear about is that we were a bunch of like slave owners that tried to like have more slaves and that's what we wanted to come to america or some nonsense so we're just telling all the real american stories to show the absolute miracle that we have this country and why we should preserve it and uh, what a christian covenant is that was, was founded on so um that movie should be coming out sometime next year well well that one i i really can't wait to watch so when it does debut hopefully uh you and some of the cast members will come on and we can definitely talk about that film yeah, it'd be great. I always like talking about American history. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hey, Ben Davies, lead role in the, the brand new Christmas movie, the heartwarming and funny Christmas movie, Jingle Smells, is available right now. It's available on streaming. Just go to Google or DuckDuckGo and type in Jingle Smells movie, and it'll guide you exactly where you need to go to watch the film. And it is family-friendly. And uh, has a great message as well. And, and like I said before, Ben, the church scene is my favorite scene in that whole movie. It uh, it was the crowning scene uh, for that whole film. And uh, all-star cast, ladies and gentlemen, Ben Davies, John Schneider, Jim Brewer, Victoria Jackson, even Eric Roberts, and so many more. When you watch the film, you're going to recognize some of the, the best top talent in Hollywood. But it's a great film all the way around especially this holiday season. And hey, Ben, I want to thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing uh, your uh, your acting background as well as the new Christmas movie with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, you bet. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for watching and listening. You can catch all of the replays both on YouTube at the Dr. Ward Bond Show as well as nationwide on the Dr. Ward Bond Show on CTN. We air Monday through Friday, 12 noon Eastern on Direct Dish, Direct and Dish, as well as many cable markets around the country. And you will also be able to see uh, my interview with Ben on my brand new YouTube channel, Bond on Cinema, which is really a brand new YouTube channel for about, well, interviews with filmmakers, for filmmakers, when we uh, do interviews with top directors, producers, screenwriters, and actors and so much more. So again, that's Bond on Cinema on YouTube. Check that out. And we're also available on over a dozen digital platforms. And as for me and Ben, catch Jingle Smells, the movie this Christmas holiday season. And as for me, I'll see you next time.